is resurrection. Now, as Shanna comes to read the scripture this morning, it's a story out of the Gospel of John, but there's something really unusual about this story uh, that sets it apart from others. See if you can figure it out as Shannon reads this morning. Please rise as you are able for the reading of the Gospel. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to get Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And he bent down and he looked in, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there. But he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in. And he saw, and he believed For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying. One at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to the Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went out and announced to to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Holy wisdom, holy word. Well, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? I think for many of us, on many levels, I just want to remind you kind of where we've come. Last week, we gathered in this sanctuary and celebrated with hosannas, and blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Thursday night, we gathered together the bread and the cup on the table and remembering that night when Jesus was betrayed and just a precursor to the denial that that Peter brought. 
And then on Friday night, we, we came together, the cross draped in black and a huge cross laying across the steps here also draped in black. And extinguished, extinguished candles after each reading and after each meditation. At the end of the service, in almost complete darkness, we heard the words, Jesus is dead. And yet here we are. And what seems so final suddenly blossoms into something that feels like that. How beautiful is that? I want to remind us that over the last couple of months, I've been exploring with you what it means to be Christian in the Northwest, and we've gone through just an incredibly, incredible variety of topics, and there's, there's more yet to come. But what's so interesting about this day? What's so interesting about this day is when we think about resurrection, at least when I think about resurrection, it's not just this stone rolled away from the tomb or Jesus coming back to life. It is so much more than that. But before getting there, let me just remind us that that in every one of the Gospels, with one exception, and you heard the one exception as Shannon read today, The disciples are always together. Very much, as I've used mountaineering terms over the last number of weeks and months, roped together, on belay together. And that's why you have these images up here. That whether it was Jesus on the cross and Mary and John, the young disciple, standing at the foot of the cross, and Jesus from that says to John, Behold your mother. In other words, adopt her as your mother. And to Mary, he says, behold your son. Adopt him into your home. And it says in the scriptures that at that moment, John adopted Mary as his own mother and brought her into his home. And there they are now tied in a new way together. Or how about those two disciples as they leave in desperation and despair the city of Jerusalem, and walk on their way to their hometown of Emmaus. But there they are together in their despair, roped together, on belay together. And over and over and over again, we find that in the Gospel accounts up until we read this account of Mary. And I love your inflection, Shannon, because it was perfect. I mean, that is how she must have responded. But here she is, unlike any other account, alone in the garden. She's already talked to the disciples about the empty tomb, but there she is alone, and yet not alone. Not alone. For one was there with her that she didn't immediately recognize until he called her by name. And I think for many of us, particularly in the Northwest, we don't immediately necessarily recognize Jesus. And yet there are so many profound things that help us remember this one who walks beside us throughout life, who is literally on belay with us. But the beauty of being a part of a community like this, a part of being Aldersgate or any other church or a part of being a family, which is also what Easter is about, being together as family, 
is that we know that no matter what, we are, in fact, on belay together. We are roped in, tied in together so that no matter what happens, somebody has us. I think about some of the camps um, that our, our children go to, and, and particularly at Lazy F, one of the camps where we, we have a, just a significant relationship. There is a climbing wall that was built by this church. And at the base of that climbing wall, every time somebody goes on the wall, there is someone roped into them, and not just anchoring them, but then they are also anchored to a rock, a huge boulder with a piton in the rock. And, and, and it happens often, friends, that one of those children or one of those youth who are going up that wall slips, and they fall. And yet there they are, anchored in by someone, holding them. And what could have been serious injury becomes life with the potential of success on the other end of it. Because they're on belay. Resurrection happens all around us. It's not just about an empty tomb. I would be willing to bet that almost every one of us have gone through times of incredible stress. Times where we felt as though we were dying. Times where we wonder if there is life after this. For some of us, it's been about alcohol or other drug abuse. For others, it's been depression or disease. For others, it's just the feeling of hopelessness or loneliness. And yet, what helps us? No matter the resurrection, what helps us is knowing that there's someone else walking that road with us. It is what makes a community of faith a community of faith. It is what makes a family a family. And so whether you're here this morning because you're gathering every Easter as family knowing that brunch is about to happen, or whether you're here looking for family out of any need, that you may have. What we say often in this place is all are welcome here. Whether you believe this whole idea of resurrection or not, whether you are coming in absolutely filled with faith or whether you're coming in with significant doubts, whether you're coming in filled and surrounded by family or as I said, whether you're coming in looking for others who can hold you during this time and be on belay in this climb that is life with someone else. You're welcome here. Because out of that, out of that for all of us, comes the potential for resurrection. I happen to believe in all the biblical accounts. I happen to believe that Jesus did come back. I've had too much experience not to believe that there's something greater than us out there that walks with us at all times. I felt His hands on my shoulders in times of despair. I felt His presence of love in times of joy and celebration. I felt that presence in my life and it is why I'm here. And the stole that I wear today, which says strength for the journey, was one of the pieces that helped me answer a call to ministry. I still have embedded in this stole the tears of brothers dying of AIDS 
now 25 years ago. And praying with them and trying to be on belay with him only to realize it was those 35 men and two women who in fact had me on belay through a tough time in my life. And again, it is what we do together. It is what this day is all about. Walking, carrying, supporting, encouraging, healing as a community together. Friends, He is risen. He is risen. One more time. He is risen. He is risen.